Hey, this is Martin Casals, also known as Martin the Moth Martinez from Lucha Underground, and you're listening to WNS. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS podcast now being broadcast in over 45 different countries here are your hosts daniel heron tyler a bear and doug that's right what's up everyone i am daniel heron i'm tyler a bear i'm doug and we welcome you to episode 315 of the official podcast for wrestlingnewsource.com for all of your information go to wrestlingnewsource.com check us out on facebook wrestlingnewsource.com you can find us on facebook WS podcast on YouTube, I've been this video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yeah, you can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. The podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast, and Daniel's at WNS, <coughs> excuse me, underscore Daniel, and Tyler's at Tyler underscore Amber. There you go. Welcome to the show. Got lots to cover this week. We've got your feedback and Q&A mixed together. Uh, we've got Raw, SmackDown, Hot Topics, all that good stuff, and Impact? So uh, stick around. So you don't want to miss that. So Tyler, how you doing? All right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. It's it's spring break, so all so all the kids are out and about. Are you off of work? No, I'm I'm doing four tens. So tomorrow's gonna be my last day. That uh, must be nice. But um, it's not hectic at all though. But it's um, I do my work. I'm been cleaning up, rearranging stuff in there and boxes come in and take care of that we're not delivering anything because no one's at the school so there is some downtime because it's 10 hour days mm-hmm. uh so i will admit that a little bit i've been playing uh wb champions a little bit at work you get that switch you can just bring it with you oh man <laughs> uh i may or may not tomorrow secretly try to bring my wii u <laughs> and just hide the system because I can play on the controller. Hide it under your desk or something. There you go. Because my boss is not there. Like, no one's in the warehouse except for me and my helper. So, hmm. not you know expecting I mean? anyone to oh, randomly someone show, made up. It show up. Someone show up. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, don't worry about this. It's a, it's a new tablet. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. And it's going bye bye. Yeah. Doug, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. You enjoying yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda? Uh, yeah, that's a good game. People should play it. Yeah. I'm hoping to get... You got for Switch. I got for Wii U. It's fun. You're hoping to get what? I'm hoping to get... Uh, Switch. A Switch. The next batch that they come out with. Uh, I think I might use my tax return for that. You um, know, I've been out and about just trying to get a charging grip because yeah. the... Uh, like, they, they charge... <clears throat> the Joy-Cons, like, charge when they are attached to the system. Mm-hmm. But when you put it in the little, like, grip thing... To make it like a more normalized controller, they don't charge them that. That one doesn't charge them, but there is like mm. a one that does charge them. Hmm. So I've been out and about just trying to find one of those, and I was just sort of like taking the temperature of like the places I was going to be like, y'all got any switches? Like, you know, are you expecting like, any? Yeah, and they've been like out everywhere. Yeah, I figure it's going to be similar to uh, to when the Wii, the original Wii, came out. Oh man, it was forever. To yeah. The GameStop, one. the GameStop at um, in the Plaza of Target, off of Dallin over there, told me they were getting some in April. So mm. we'll see. 
maybe I'll get even if you wanted one, even if you had the money, you, you couldn't get one now. Yeah. So I wouldn't like sweat it. You know? No, no, no. Are no. they doing like a second round of reserves or something like that? I honestly don't know, man. But no, yeah, like um, with Nintendo, with their past stuff, like uh, I don't know about Wii U if it was like that, but I know Wii, man, it took forever to try to find the system. I got a Wii U on launch day, and I had to fight a bunch of moms and grandmas trying to get their kids. So. That was an easy fight. Yeah. No, actually, well, actually, it wasn't. <laughs> Granny's got some strength. Does this seem like with, like, uh, you know, Sony and Microsoft, that problem doesn't happen? Or does that happen? I wouldn't say that. I think it's it was tough to – I tried to buy, buy a PlayStation 4 on launch day, and I couldn't find one. I didn't, okay, I didn't have so. one. I didn't have a pre-order, but I tried to buy a PS4 on launch day, and I couldn't buy one. So, and I was able to <clears throat> secure uh, the last two Nintendo. I'm trying to remember if I reserved a system before it came out. Um, no, the, no. The only one I did was uh, PlayStation Vita. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever pre-reserved a, a gaming console of any caliber. Uh, for the PlayStation 4, I waited for the bundles because I knew eventually they, w- they would start coming out. And it was when Destiny came out because I got the uh, the Glacier White PS4. And the then same. I got the uh, the Halo 5 Destiny Xbox One. So that was, that's about the extent of it for me. Is there um, What's the additions for uh, Switch? Is there any special additions? No, there's just... It's just the Joy-Cons. There's gray Joy-Cons or yeah. the Neon yeah. Joy-Cons. Do you want gray or do you want... Was it orange and blue? It's or red, red and blue. blue. Or neon red and blue. Mm. So, but yeah, no, man, it's it's. But you can buy the Joy Cons separately if you just want to change them out or whatever. Mm. Me and uh, Doug were talking before the show, and we we're just talking about Zelda in general because, like I said, I have for Wii U, has for the Switch, and we we're just talking about our experiences and stuff, and it's just pretty fun. And he was just giving me tips because I think you're a little bit further than I am with well, stuff and. About twenty five hours in. How yeah, that's more. Uh, I have probably about a total of an hour to an hour and a half. <laughs> oh <laughs> so. shit! You got a lot. You got a lot to experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm very thorough though. Like I, uh, like I, I'm very careful to avoid spoilers. But I've been googling like, uh, like how many? I'll Google like how many Korok seeds are in the fucking like Great Plateau, and then I'll be like. All right, I'm not leaving the fucking plateau until I get like all 18. This, that's just like the type of like OCD I have. I'm like, gotta get all this shit before I get out. To, like, <laughs> and, and you can come back, but it's just like how I'm built. I'm like, I need to. Well, I'm already here. Yeah, like make sure I do all the shrines. Well, you have to do all the shrines of the Great Plateau to leave to get the bear ladder to leave. But um, I made sure I got like all the Korok seeds and everything. And like the next, the next like. Um, well, technically, you can go to any any of the surrounding areas after you get the paraglider, but the one I followed the one that is basically um, your next object, mission objective or whatever. I went to that one, and that one's so much bigger than the Great Plateau that I've spent easily like I don't know, just many many, many hours just like fucking roaming around this place trying have to. You, all this have shit. you made it to a town yet? I went. No, I made it to a stable that had about ten to twelve people in it. And some fucking horses, <laughs> but uh, uh, and maybe I, ten people, maybe ten people. I freaked out the. The old objective man. is to find the town, so uh, I'm like oh, on really? my way to the town. Yeah. So is this like the, like the same map or maybe the same, just expand it like the, um, because this is Hyrule, right? This is, that's what it is. 
You're sort of in like the ruins of like Hyrule, like the after. old stuff. So it's not like I didn't know if it's exactly like the the map of like Link to the Past or something like that. Or I doubt it's like I saw a screenshot where someone compared the uh, Ocarina of Time map to the to the current uh, Breath of the Wild, and they're at the uh, the old ranch, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it showed where exactly they were standing. The, the ranch was just all decayed and broken down. Like, the windmill that was there was had all fallen to pieces and everything. So, that's... Yeah, I mean, you, like, spawn in this, like... I don't, it's not... Spoil, it's not very... I'm being very careful to avoid spoilers, the limited that I know, because I'm also being careful to avoid them for myself. But uh, you, like, spawn at this place from, like, a coma you've been in for, like, 100 years, and you're, like, next to the Temple of Time. is like, right after, you, like, you walk hmm. down. It's, like, you know, a few hundred yards, like... You know, man. I'm curious if they explain like, hey, you what play, happened? Before. I didn't really play. I didn't really play Skyrim, but I heard all that talk of like the map is like four times bigger than the Skyrim map. You've, I know you've only seen like the plateau, but you can like zoom out to see the entirety of the map. What I need to think? do that because I know Skyrim was pretty big. Skyrim was pretty massive. It doesn't yeah. populate until you climb a tower. Uh, okay. To like, and then it fills in the area, but you can <coughs> zoom out and just see like the size of, and you can like take your idea of how big the Great Plateau is and look at the other areas that are much bigger. What uh, Assassin's Creed esque? <laughs> you had to remember how you climb those towers oh, and yeah. the, the zoom out mm-hmm. for the map and stuff. So, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I need to do that, and then I can judge it and see. Uh, I freaked out the old man. I didn't know because I had a weapon, and I was. I'm still, you know. Sometimes I don't get the controls right. I have to remember certain things. Yeah. And I was swinging a weapon. And he was like, whoa, he's freaked out. And I was like, oh, can I hit him? So I try to hit the old man. It doesn't do nothing. He just gets freaked out. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I pulled up a map right now, actually. Uh, and Breath of the Wild is actually larger than, than Skyrim. It doesn't look four times, but. Yeah, it doesn't look four times, but when, when you look at Ocarina of Time, the map that they had, it is. Tiny. Oh. Uh, no. I don't believe so. No, this is... Is that the starting area? This is the Great Plateau. Like, okay, area. that's the Great Plateau. I spent about 10 hours in that back in the day. Wow. But also, I'm very... So. That's massive. I don't know if it's... I mean, they said it was four times? That's, like, not really four times. That's close to... If this is the Maybe twice. It's hard to tell. It's like nine, nine kilometers and then 6.8 kilometers, so... Anyway, way bigger than Wind Waker, and I thought like going in the seas and going to place to place that what took fucking forever. Yeah, well, that's they've had the Wind Waker map next to it. And there's the Twilight Princess one. Sorry for those who are listening and uh, can't can't exactly see what we're sorry what we're um, looking at, but you know, computer screen <laughs> something for us to talk about. I just thought I heard someone say that. Apparently, it's, it doesn't seem to be true, but it is bigger, but not like four times bigger, mm-hmm. or it doesn't appear to be. Four Looks like bigger. one and a half, maybe. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so, yeah. So, pretty good stuff. For sure. Yeah, I mean, if you've... Even if you have a Wii U, Tyler, Tyler got it for Wii U and he's enjoying it. I would say yep. find a way to play it even if it's on the Wii U. Yep. We'll Although, not that many people own Wii U. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a failed system. So. <laughs> Four years in existence, I think it was. Yep. 
Uh, anyways, uh, let's get into feedback and Q&A. First bit we have is from James saying, I don't want to draft this year, but maybe send Sami Zayn to SmackDown and bring up Nakamura to SmackDown and maybe Elias Samson to Raw as well as maybe The Revival. Well, didn't they? I don't know if they aired the episode because, you know, sometimes I, I will, like, read the spoilers for NXT. I'm not trying to whatever, but does I know Samson is, I don't know if they're repackaging him. Hmm. Or he's going up to the roster, but I think they had like a loser leaves. Cause it was like Cassius Ono versus Elias Sampson. Huh. And guess who won and guess who lost? I think you can guess. Poor Cassius Ono. Yeah, he's gone. His career just got started. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone for the second time. Bummer. No. So. This tonight's episode is the, the rude match. Oh, is it for the title? It is. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see a draft, but it is in, in rumored talks at the moment. It does feel too soon for a draft, but that yeah. doesn't mean that it would stop them. I yeah. mean, maybe they'll do it like before SummerSlam like or something thing like that. They switch like just a small amount of people. Well, around, and that's maybe. what the rumor is. Each person, would, each side would get five picks total. So it's like, oh, I'm going to get three guys from SmackDown and two two people from um, NXT. I know for sure. I want yeah, like Zane to go SmackDown for sure. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't know. And there's talks of where Nakamura will eventually end up going whenever he does get called up. Um, apparently, Vince McMahon is fairly high on him and would like to see him on Raw. I personally would like to see him on SmackDown. There's actually a lot of people that I'd like to see on SmackDown. Um, I just feel like they would have a better shot um, at being successful. I don't know if you if you think that NXT is ready for him to move on. You know, if I guess if Rude, Cassius Ono, Hideo, mm-hmm. if they have it, well, there's it even covered. talks that Hideo's going to 205 Live. Shit, then who would be the main stars? I mean, unless they're going to boost Eric Young up to the main. I don't. I mean, for NXT, I shit, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I, I still think it's a weird par- pairing for Bobby Roode to fight Cassius. <laughs> yeah. Doug, what are your thoughts on uh, Nakamura? Where would you like to see him go? Um, I think he fits on Raw. I mean, he's... um, As far as, like, when you say I think he has a better chance to succeed on SmackDown, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think you get... <gasps> Um, as far as like pomp and circumstance is concerned, I think you would get like, you know, more of like an opportunity for that type of stuff mm-hmm. on Raw. I could see that. Like I think he I think he could work either way. I think he's big enough to to work either way. So Okay. Um but thanks for the feedback, James. Next bit we have is from Victor. Victor. Saying preach, Doug, preach. Every talent should be judged by what they do and how they do it. The thing that bothers me nowadays with WWE is how there's no pleasing anyone. Both fans and the company want different things with no middle ground in sight, so it makes it very hard for me to care about the product. Thanks, as always, for great for the great input and shows that you guys make. Yeah, I mean... Thank you, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Thank you. It's, you know, it's always nice to hear that someone agrees with you. It's uh, <laughs> a good feeling that, you know, what your opinions aren't, you know, solely your own, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um... It is sort of a weird thing because he brings up the point that the fan, like, 
I'm going to say, like, in general, I'm speaking in generalities, like, the greater audience, I guess, quote unquote, the audience, like, wants one thing and the company is trying to do another thing. And it, I don't know, you know, like, there's arguments to be made that, like, you're a business, so you should give, like, serve the customer what they want. There's an argument to be made for that. There's also an argument to be like, well, Yes, it is a business, but it's also an artistic endeavor. And, like, you don't say – fans don't tell bands what albums to make before they make them. The bands mm-hmm. make the albums they make, and then people buy it or they don't. And you don't tell, like, you're an author, like, what book they're going to write. You, like, you, you, you experience the book, and maybe you won't return to that author's work if you didn't feel like it was worth it or whatever. But, there, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that they're not necessarily – required to give you what you're asking. I mean, there's arguments either way, right? Like there is, Mm -hmm. yes, you're a business, so serve your customers. And there's also like, yes, you're also, this is an artistic endeavor, so you should have some artistic freedom to do what you, what you want. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where like you, like you brought up a band, you know, if you, if every album comes out sounding the same, there's going to be fans that are going to complain. If they try and branch out and try some different sounds, there's going to be those fans that are, reach out and complain right like there there really is no pleasing everyone right you just have to try and find you know a core group that you can satisfy and right now they're targeting the the children you know i say that and that comes off sounding weird but their their market audience at the moment is the younger crowd because that's going to ensure future audience you know you get a kid in the audience and by that you sell two tickets, one for him, one for dad, or one for mom. I don't know that I agree with that. I think they're trying to please all the audiences sure. to varying degrees. I think there are things they do to please fans like us. I think there mm-hmm. are things they do to please fans that aren't like us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's that it's evident, like, stuff like NXT is designed for people like us to be like, we know who these guys are before they get there, and eventually, yeah. hopefully, everyone knows them. But mm-hmm. right now... A show, and you know that's not that doesn't mean that everyone's pleased with what where NXT is right now. But the idea of a show like NXT in its current form, not in its original form, was more of a developmental thing. But its current form is to excite a certain segment of the fan base. Yeah, and you know, Raw is built to excite a different portion of the (laughs) fan base, and they're also hoping to also excite the same people that things like NXT and 205 Live excite, but ideally they can excite everyone, but in practice that's not really the case. Mm -hmm. So they try to, you know, try different things to, you know, try and hit everyone. You know what I mean? So As many people as they can. Yeah, I mean, as many people as possible. And, And, you know, different shows are, you know, have varying degrees of success. It's not, you know... Even within the audience that it's t- that it's targeted for, it has very varying degrees of yeah. So I don't know that I don't know what the correct answer is as far as like sh- do, are they are they like do they serve the fans or are they allowed to do their own thing? I mean, I think it's a it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, well, the correct yeah. answer is that there is no correct answer, right? Right. You know, it's it's a conundrum. It's one of those things where you know you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So you just you know. You're pretty much in control of your own destiny, you know. So going back to the bands, they're going to put out music. People are going to listen. They're still going to go to the concert. Yeah. They might say, "Oh, this isn't my particular 
favorite album or this isn't my favorite song. Play the old shit. Yeah, go play the other stuff. And, yeah. you know, they'll stick around for the encore where they do play those songs, you know, the songs that made them popular. You know, it, it's it's a ever-changing environment. I mean, the things that they used to say on television and in movies, you can't say that anymore. They have... You know, and that's not just in the WWE. That's in movies. That's in television. There are certain things that you can get away with saying. There's certain things you certainly cannot get away with saying these days. You know, the the times they are a changing. You know, people are evolving. They want different things. They want certain things to go different ways. And so, I know with just dealing with general people, uh, people will find just about anything to complain about. So. You know, you just you just do the best you can and keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, I think it sounds like we're being. I think it sounds like we're coming to the defense of the W. I I don't feel the need to defend the WWE. Yeah, I don't care. And they don't really need our defense. Yeah, but. and they don't. And they, they make plenty of money, or they wouldn't still be doing it. Yeah, their so, their main concern is. And this is speaking from a radio aspect of things. Are the clients happy? Are the ones who are paying the money for the the commercials happy? Because if they lose those clients, then the the network will have an issue. And if the network has an issue, then they you know they'll start having problems. That's that's who is probably their top priority because they want to make sure that they put on a product that is going to drive in the largest crowd. To see the advertisements. See, I don't even know if I agree with that because I think that media in general is changing so drastically that that in a in a great sense, like the typical like TV TV deals and importance on TV deals is like a dying thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they have the network. I mean, maybe maybe if you're gonna make the argument for like advertising on their own network you can maybe make that argument but they don't do a ton of advertising and I, i'm sure they would like to do more i'm sure it's not they're not doing it because they don't want to do it yeah but they they probably just can't get the rates that they would want for their own network that they could get on a television deal but yeah but still i mean like it's minimal i mean the, the tv deal that they got they weren't happy with they, they weren't getting they didn't get the the last time they renewed their deal they didn't get the deal they were hoping to get mm-hmm. and uh you know they're stuck with like pumping out all this programming for that deal, so <laughs> it's weird. I, I I don't want to come across like I'm. I mean, I don't really care if people think that I'm being like defensive or whatever. I I I'm not interested in defending the <clears throat> WWE, but I am interesting interested in trying to look at this as objectively as we possibly can. Sure. And uh, you know, I don't think. All the fans are as interested in being as objective as possible, and maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just an escape for some people. But yeah. I, I would like to think that the type of fans <laughs> that want to listen to a show like ours are interested in objectivity, like yeah. a larger. So not just like someone who flips through the channels sees Raw on Monday is going to watch. I would like to think that people who listen to our show are a little different than those type. Those type of people. And it's and it's like I've said after numerous pay per views, you know, people are so quick for that knee jerk reaction. It's whatever's the lasting impression is what decides how that particular pay-per-view went. So if they're not left with a happy note, oh, that pay-per-view was awful, it sucked, the whole thing was bad. I'm like, really? Because I saw like four out of five matches that were really good, but it was the fifth one that was, you know, less than 
your expectations, and so you're saying the whole thing sucked. You know, it's it's that lasting impression, that ending impression. Um, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, they they do try and appeal to as many people as they can. They have superstars like Roman Reigns who the kids can look up to. They have people, you know, wrestlers like AJ Styles who the you know the more hardcore wrestling fans can can support. You know, there there's someone there for everyone. They've got the high flyers. They got the big guys. They got the little guys. They got the big the guy. women. You know, there's there's something for everybody. Unfortunately, not everybody is objective. They only like what they like, and if you don't like that, well, then you're wrong. And you know, you're wrong. But, you know, that's they're certainly entitled to their opinion. But no, you're not. You're know. wrong. It's just an odd tangent. I don't know. I kind of lost track of where we're even. Yeah, where are we now? What are we talking about? I, mean, I know what we're talking about, but I sort of lost track of like what direction we were moving in in the talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. The point is, enjoy what you enjoy. Watch what you want to watch, and like don't, I don't th- think, try not to worry about the other stuff. I I just want people to be as honest as they can be with each other and themselves about why they feel the way they feel about the things that they see, and mm-hmm. to be give as honest as criticism as they can. Yeah, and you know I don't feel like trying to be open to other people's criticism as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can learn a lot about your own self and your own taste by hearing what other people think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just want I just want to judge like what happens for what it is, and not because it's not. I, I get. I guess maybe we should just really quickly before we move on, like frame this and what was said last week, so the people who didn't hear it know. Sure. Basically, all I was saying last week is like you have to. You should critique the show on if the show was good or not, or or if what they ch- attempted to do worked or not. Not if you, sh- you should not critique it in the way that says like, well, that's not what I wanted them to do. You have to critique what they give you on its own merit, not, mm-hmm. uh, well, this is who I think should be in the main event, and this is the type of storylines that I think they should be <clears throat> doing, and they aren't doing those things, so it fucking sucks. No, you should like. <laughs> You should critique the show on what they give you if that if it succeeded on its own terms or not. Is yeah. is basically my my point is what I was getting at. And then, uh, you know, we'll move on because we're spending a lot of time on this. But that's okay. You know, thanks, Victor. It's it's nice to feel, you know, a kinship with like listeners. Yeah. It's always nice to hear back from our listeners and you know, that that lets us know what you guys are thinking and we can see things from your perspective a little bit. So we always, always encourage uh, giving us that feedback because we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, final bit of feedback, which also pertains to Q and a, uh, it's coming from Garrett saying, Hey guys, great show. I couldn't stop laughing at Ryan's undertaker story. Uh, do you guys think it would be a good idea for the brands to switch pay-per-views? For example, since SmackDown had the elimination chamber this year, raw would have it next year. What do you guys think? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think it's more likely to be, um, uh, on the brand that, may need it to set up their angles the mm-hmm. most. Like, we really need a way to get from point A to C, and it would really benefit us to have Elimination yeah. Chamber as a B. So, like, that's the brand that'll get it. I could see them doing that. Yeah. That would. Um, also, Money in the Bank Yeah, would, too. Yeah, because this year SmackDown has Money in the Bank, so maybe next year Raw has it. Or they could make that another one of the uh, together combined ones, right. yeah. 
who knows? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them like uh, switching or alternating. I think it's more likely that they'll just sort of like the Undertaker thing. It's like, well, we said he was a SmackDown guy, but we need him for Raw, so that's how we're going to use it. Yeah, I think it's more likely to uh, to go that way. But yeah, fuck, dude, it was good to have Ryan around for yeah, for a yeah, bit. good to see him. Good to hear his opinion on things. Mm-hmm. Hope and to yeah, see that him was, come that down was, from Mania. That was a dope story. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It sucks that it happened. You know. Yeah. I would be pissed too, you know? Yep. So uh, thank you for the questions. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, with that being said, it's time to go into uh, some impact talk. Uh, Tyler specifically asked for uh, for some time on the show to, to talk about this. Okay, yeah. I know I don't really watch it, but I, because, okay, new management, new people sure, took new over, changes. so I wanted to, want to see what was going on. Um, for a company that wants to move on, they're not moving on. Uh, hmm. uh, let me just get into it. Okay. So, okay, it starts off with the video package of, you know, where they came from, where they are now and stuff. Uh, you know, focused on guys who are in WWE and stuff like that. And well, like Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Stuff. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Was, Was that like the past and all that? Yeah, going into the future and all that stuff. And that, I, it's all right. I, I didn't have a problem with that. That was the least... <laughs> out of everything I've had a problem with. Um, okay, then it starts out with the first thing is Josh Matthews and Pope. Mm-hmm. And they're talking for a while. Everything's good. And then then he looks and he's like, hey, Pope, why is there another microphone or headset? What's going on? JB comes out. I don't know if this is something that they just started. Or they've been having a feud or whatever. There's going to be a lot of things I'm going to um, question because I haven't seen the past few things or whatever. Well, I know as of late, on at least on the Twitter aspect, Josh Matthews has sort of had like this attitude of I'm the greatest uh, commentator of all time. And and I get that. That's a character that they're, they, they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I am not joking you. This was the worst thing like throughout the whole episode. They fought each other. They interrupt matches like... The whole time, not like literally, I'm gonna, you mm-hmm. know, fight. It's just verbal stuff, and Pope had to break him up a lot of stuff. And it, it from all the matches and stuff, you know, Pope was trying to say, "Oh, this happened and stuff," but they're just bashing each other. Hmm. It was on. It, it was a lot. I don't know. Did you Did you see it? I didn't. See it, it was a lot. I am not shitting you. Hmm. So they start off, blah blah blah. The, so they took it to the mics and stuff like that. Um. So. So what the, the crowd here? Can hear. Stuff like this. And he's like, well, there's new management. They want me to come out here because this is what the people want, blah, 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 stuff like this. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I learned my stuff from Mike Tanay, blah, 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 stuff like that. And Josh Matthews was like, you know what? You know what? I know Jim Ross. And then JB gets on the mic and he goes, I'm good friends with Jim Ross. And then, like, they talk about Jim Ross for a while, like – Dude, they mentioned a lot of people like in WWE mm. in this episode, and just you know people that are not in TNA, just dropping names. Yeah, like a lot. Um, don't you, don't you get don't you feel like? Let me rephrase that. I don't want to like I'm leading the witness here. I'm like <laughs> like don't objection, you, Your Honor. He's leading the witness. Yeah, uh, it's his witness. Do you feel like that makes them come off as bush league that they have so much to say about? People who haven't been in their company or people who aren't in their company anymore. It's like focus on what you've got and do the best way you can. Yeah, they okay because they want it. Yeah, 
I believe what you, what you said. They're trying to. They were trying to make you know, hey, we're going forward, but they're they're taking shots at WWE or <laughs> saying stuff like the whole time, just like okay, so before JB comes out, he goes, oh, there's a third person. He goes, oh my gosh, what are we gonna be like SmackDown? I'm like, really? Because it took a shot at that. I was like, wow. So I wonder, are they just going for like that shock value? Oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Or oh, it gets better. I'm gonna say everything they said. <laughs> Well, see, what people, what they don't, what it seems like they don't understand is it's shocking when WWE, okay, shocking is a bit hyperbolic. It is, it, it is surprising when WWE mm-hmm. started doing it because they spent so many years refusing to acknowledge an outside world from their own. Yeah. TNA is so desperate to be mentioned in the same breath as WWE that they have never stopped talking about it. Oh, them, yeah, they did they? that shit in the past. Now it's just like, it's... This this whole episode, I I can't even count how many times they did shit like that. I I saw the like Bruce Prichard talking about Cena and oh I, I I'll get to that. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to speak. Oh no, that's that's fine. So that shit went on for a while, like them talking. Then out of nowhere, Cody comes up, just nowhere. He goes, "Where's Moose?" He had he had the uh, global. He has a global championship with him. Hmm. He, he's like, "Where's Moose?" Like, "Well, he's in Japan." Blah 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 blah. Like, I want Moose. Like, he comes... And it, it's so hilarious, because I don't know the full details on this, and I've heard it many times. Uh, Josh was like, Cody Rhodes! I mean, uh, Cody! <laughs> they, there's people just dropping that. They, they keep on saying Rhodes, and they cut themselves off. Because mm-hmm. I thought they can't do that. Apparently, they're stopping him from using it, so... Because... It's not his actual last name, so... I guess, technically, WWE owns it. It's It's so funny. And then he's like, he's not here, so he disappears. I so, mean, it's their family's like work last name, but it's not yeah. like their real last name. Yeah, it was hilarious because he was kind of stopped himself. And then, because Cody is having a feud with Moose, Moose wasn't there. Blah blah blah. So he goes, I'm calling out Moose, and he he leaves. And then the D um, DCC is that them with then James Storm, like Kingston Kofi and Kingston, and I don't know who the not, other guys. You mean Eddie Kingston? <laughs> Did I say did I say Kofi? You did. Oh shit. Eddie Kingston. I was thinking Eddie if I said Kofi. Shit. Uh so they came out and they were like, so more of JB's more uh just like, oh, you know what? I'm talking to people in the back and we got a surprise, you know, a tag team. And it's like and you know, uh Josh like, I don't care, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know who Let re- me ask you this. Did Kingston talk at all? Um not on the mic, but I heard him talk. After he's the like, match. he's one of the best like promos like in the business, and like he's like standing around holding his dick while these dudes are like talking about the WWE. Like if you if you want to do something like move forward, let a guy like Eddie Kingston talk. Because he's a really good fucking promo instead of like you know having like, these dudes do whatever the fuck they're doing. That that group that they didn't talk, but like they lost the match and they were arguing, but. They was like, oh, so we're going to have a tag team. Like, we're going to have a bunch of new people coming in here because this is, you know, the New beginnings. Yeah, for so Impact. Reno Scum, I don't know who they are. They came up they came up or whatever. And whatever organization they're part of, they brought their tag titles, which that's weird. Um, they brought them. They won. They beat the DCC. I think that's what they're called. And there were some miscommunications and stuff. And the whole DCC was fighting and stuff. And they looked like they're about to turn on each other, but they hugged and they left. But another note to mention WWE stuff, uh, Reno Scum came in. He's like, Josh's like, who is this, Mosh and Thrasher? I'm like, really? 
Um, so, <laughs> okay, so that goes forward. Uh, what's next? I'm going to miss certain things. But um, they had, what was it? There's the, oh, yeah, okay. I will clear up some loose ends about people who left TNA because they wrote them off somehow. Um, not all of them, only a few of them. Maria and um, Mike Bennett. Yeah. Something happened where there was a, a wedding with um, Braxton Sutter. It's not Sutter. They say Sutter. Um, whoever he was going to marry, he, he changed his mind. He wanted to marry someone else. He got with them or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Maria was freaking out because she was a uh, bridesmaid of the girl who got stood up or whatever. And she had an anxiety attack or whatever. So she left. And they don't know if she's ever going to return. Hmm. So that's about it on that. Um, they also took care of the Hardys too. And I'll I'll get to that. Um, shit, what's next? So we get to the Bruce Pritchard stuff. He comes out. And I don't know. I think that's later on. So he comes out, talks a little bit about his podcast, blah blah blah. And he goes, you know, I'm, you know, I've been part of different moments in history, you know, with upcoming stars, you know, when so and so when they did this Stone Cold when he first drank his beer and stuff like that. Hulk Hogan, they said first. I understand because Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. went through TNA later on. Stone Cold's never been part of TNA. No, they did that with. Uh, they said John Cena. Um. Someone else. He goes, I'm looking for the next big person, blah, 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 or something like that, whatever. Um, I just can't believe he's... See, okay, let's just analyze what he just said. The only You mentioned three people, three of the biggest stars in the history his, history of professional wrestling. Only one ever, ever set foot in their company of those three. And it's only because his options were limited because of things that happen in the WWF. So, let's analyze what he just said and how this makes your your company look bush league. I'm looking for big stars like the like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's never been in this fucking company because he's too big of a star. Yeah. Big stars like John Cena, who's never been in this fucking company because he's too big of a fucking star. How does that make your company look whenever you're like, I need people like this who would never be in this fucking company? <laughs> I yeah. mean, does, isn't that so counterproductive? Yeah, it is, man. I'm like... And Hogan... Way after he was, his options were limited. Way after his fucking prime, like he just, oh man, I just, I can't believe he said all this stuff. I'm like, dude, just forget all that shit mm-hmm. and just pump up the company for the future. Don't mention people like that, and just bring out who you're going to bring out. He brought out Bobby Lashley, you know, and okay, that's a good start because he's a guy they need to build. They need to build around, you know. Yeah, so he because he's the champion. And, you know, they talked for a little while and They stuff. could have done that in a better way than comparing him to people that made him look way beneath their league, you know? So, and, you know, he says, I'm going to, you know, Bobby Lashley, I'm going to take you to this new level pretty much. And, you know, you're the main champion, stuff like that. And, by the way, Jeremy Borash, because he has the connection, he's on the phone at the table. And Josh keeps on bashing him. Like, why That's professional. The, why, yeah, why are you on the phone? He goes, I'm, uh, I talked to like, him back. It's probably like Tyler need to look at his phone while he's trying to talk about him. 
unprofessional. <laughs> it's true. Be uh, better than Impact, Day Bear. <laughs> come on, come on, man. If we can't it's be happened. better. We can't it's be happened. better than Impact. Um, yeah, I don't want to be Bush League. Um, <laughs> so okay, we got a we got a new superstar that's gonna come out and stuff, and I'm not gonna tell you who it is. So you know, uh, Bruce Pritchard is pumping up Bobby Lashley, and here comes Alberto, Alberto El Patron, stuff like that. I'm like, what? What is he doing here? Um. So he comes out. Oh, by the way, to go back, um, Bruce Pritchard was like, "Oh, TNA is dead." You mm-hmm. know, to make sure TNA strictly is dead. impact. Impact. Now. Which speaking, well, I'm sorry to cut you off uh, for just a moment. I heard uh, that there was some issues with the audio when uh, Alberto made his debut. Um, like how so? Apparently, they showed the wrong screen. Like with his name, and they had to go back and recut it. Like re, what did it say? Refill. Like apparently it said Alberto Del Patron. Del Patron. And yeah, so they, they had to go. Yeah, I didn't see that. Or something, something along those lines, or Day Patron. Anyways, uh, there was talks that he made his entrance like after Impact finished filming, but they recorded the audio from him just walking out or something. I don't know. There was something weird. Yeah, that's weird, man. So they came out, everyone was cheering for, you know, Alberto, and he was like, man, you never be- beat me, Bobby. And then EC3 comes out. This is a weird segment, because he comes out, and he was like, hey, El Patron, and he takes a shot. Uh, he goes like <laughs> this. He goes, this doesn't. Ha- this is not how it works. You got to get to the back of the line. You just got here. You got to earn your spot. And Bobby's like, I, dude, what the hell are you talking about, EC3? I beat you like three or four times. And then they just totally ignored him for the rest of the segment. <laughs> and um, Bruce Pritchard, or Alberto was like, hey, give what everybody wants to see. Bobby versus Alberto and stuff. And he goes, that's what's going to happen. They just totally ignored EC3. And then the segment was done. They walked out. So that was weird. Uh, like, he wasn't even there. Um, so what did he do? Like, he was just kind of standing there holding a mic? or Yeah. I mean, he said that thing. And after that, after Bobby Lashley told him, like, I beat you so many times. And then they, they kind of just stood yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. What was the point of that? Uh, Always well, letting him know, hey, there's a there's a process here that you are about to blatantly ignore. Yeah. So <laughs> they were showing packages throughout the, the episode like, oh, no, what's going to be the Hardy's next adventure? So uh, I know this was at the end, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this now. It was hilarious. You remember how we thought it was sad and hilarious at the same time someone fighting a kangaroo? Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, but I recognized like it was a very terrible, <laughs> terrible time. I'm laughing just thinking about it now. <laughs> but we got it's, an, it's awful that that dude was like fighting the kangaroo straight up. But I couldn't. It was like a visceral response. I couldn't stop myself from laughing. Yeah. But I recognized that it was it's terrible. Bad, yeah. yeah, it was terrible. But yeah, go ahead. So okay. But we should give some context. Tyler once, I cut like a month ago or maybe six weeks ago or something like. I don't know how Tyler found them, but he showed us this video of <laughs> a kangaroo <laughs> has a dog in a headlock. <laughs> well, okay. First of all. Oh yeah, he did. Okay, so yeah, did. kangaroos got it didn't look like a headlock to me. To me, it looked like they were just sort of like you put the hug on them, you know. Like yeah. first of all, I think it's important to note that we're way we're about the major sidetrack right here. 
it's probably better than whatever Tyler has to say about TNA. Uh, <laughs> to me, it looked like the kangaroo was like hugging the dog. Now, I could see the guy getting mad if or being worried about his dog if the dog looked like he was freaking out. But the dog looked calm as shit. It looked yeah. like they were buddies. It looked like they were just hanging out or whatever. But this guy, we're telling the kangaroo yeah, yeah, yeah. what we're talking about. He ran um, up on the dog and kangaroo. So <laughs> the look, guy starts boxing the kangaroo. Yeah. Well, the like kangaroo started real. freaking out. Then I think he tried to kick one time the dog because he was freaked out. Yes. And then the guy got pissed because the dog ran away. So, but, but, but then he should have ended it there because he got the dog free. Yeah. You know? And the dog was the dog looked completely fine before the guy ran up on him. Like the dog was calm, like they were just hanging out, like he was hugging on him. The, he like he like bopped the <laughs> the kangaroo in the face, man. Like like he squared up like boxing style. Like he got he, like he put him like he had his guard up, like he's like you know protecting his face. Yeah, squared up, rolled his shoulders forward, and threw a jab at this fucking kangaroo. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the story of that. <laughs> also. And then I think we got caught in like oh, a we, we got it caught in like a, a fucking black hole of YouTube where there's actual like fights bu- like yeah. actual human versus kangaroo which is terrible. I under- look I understand this is animal cruelty and we're not I guess we were in some small way giving it publicity because people are probably like turning this off to go watch the kangaroo fights <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. Come and back to us after you bad, see the kangaroo fights. I can't fights. stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I understand it is terrible. Oh, it was bad because they had to break them up. Like, there's a ref breaking them up. Yeah. And, like, the kangaroo doesn't understand, so the kangaroo's beating up on the ref. So, I mean. It's completely <laughs> fucked up. I yeah, want to be is. perfectly clear again. Like, I understand this is fucked up, but I couldn't, like, stop laughing. It's just a, a guttural response. Yeah. I understand this is animal abuse, but I couldn't it stop is. laughing. Also, that guy, the dog was fine. He should have just let them hug it out, and, like, he, that would have been okay. Okay, where were, why, okay. Did, why did you bring it up in the first place? I'm no one's even it. listening. People are watching the kangaroo fights. Oh, I'm, I'm getting to it. Okay, so the previews are okay. oh. the recommended videos on the with side the Hardys. <laughs> the Hardys. So the next thing, because apparently they've been teleporting to different places with the titles, they can teleport and stuff, getting gold, beating people and stuff like that. So they need a train. So okay, it's gonna be the Hardys versus Smoke and Joe. I was like, who the hell is Smoke and Joe? So the first show, like, I thought it was a monkey. They're gonna fight because they're at uh, the Hardy Zoo. Mm-hmm. because they had their own zoo and there's like a monkey that keeps on grabbing Jeff Hardy's hair and stuff like that. He's like, get away from me. So later on they go, he's Jeff's fighting a kangaroo. Jeff and Matt are fighting a kangaroo. But at least they're working a match. This guy was shoot punching a kangaroo. And I'm not okay with that. They were locking up with the kangaroo and stuff. And like they weren't hitting it, but the kangaroo was trying to kick, trying to kick them and stuff. So they were training as he, as the kangaroo sh- should. Like, yeah. if you're going to work a match with a kangaroo, <laughs> I think that you deserve a kick from the kangaroo. Yeah. Because that kangaroo doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So, it, it was so weird. Yeah, he doesn't know what go. He's not happy on. about it. He's just, like, trying to live his kangaroo life. Yeah, so <laughs> they both get in on the action. They, they they brawl for a while or, like, just lock up. Right. And then after that, they're done. And then they pretty much fed the kangaroo and they both bowed to the kangaroo. And it was like, okay. That sounds, like, better than everything else on the so, show. So, this is where... The titles the come back. Bow back. Yeah, well, they show it like bending down. I don't know. Like they probably like <laughs> did many clips uh, to try to get it. Like they've just, just been filming that fucking kangaroo all day, just, just waiting for it to bow get down. Out. Bow down. They're throwing shit on the ground for it to, to go down. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm not joking. Like Jeff Hardy like bows to it, and that thing's like bent over. So I, like, how many takes? I, that's that's got to be on know. YouTube, right? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. 
So, and this is where they edit the Hardys out. And I don't compl- I don't understand this shit at all. It doesn't make fucking sense to me. If someone could explain this to me, so they've been teleporting. You found it? Maybe. Oh. Uh yeah, if you want to watch or whatever while I talk or I don't know, if you want to watch it or is it loading? Yeah. What do you want to do? Go ahead. Keep Okay, keep so okay, so they they do their thing or whatever. So Vanguard one, apparently they've been teleport they hold on to Vanguard one, they teleport. They teleport. Something happens back in the impact zone, and then you see a decay. They teleport right there. And then they pick up the titles and they start laughing. It goes, ha ha ha, we deleted the Hardys and something like that. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make fucking sense. So you're saying, okay, if someone's been watching Impact and if they can explain to me where Decay's been, if they've been after the Hardys, if that makes sense. Because if they had a different Vanguard 1, like, I don't understand how they teleport there. And, like, the Hardys got deleted. I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense at all. They... Probably just confronted them somewhere they teleported to, and then they've commandeered Vanguard One, and that's how they told they themselves. They didn't have anything like that. They didn't have Vanguard One. No, they didn't explain that. They didn't have that. All it is after. Well, you're, spro- you're probably supposed to infer that it's probably like an easy, like it's the vague, the better. Like you know what I mean? Like we don't have to exactly say. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make sense. So yeah, if you want to watch that stuff, he's watching the Hardys uh, train with the kangaroo and all that stuff. Uh, man, it, it was so ridiculous and all that stuff. Like, okay, you got to hear the audio too. And it's like, yeah, smoking Joe. And like, you know how they, they talk and stuff like that. So you watching it now? Yeah, Doug's watching it right now. <laughs> but uh, okay, so while we're on the topic of uh, of the Hardys, let's talk about yeah. what's 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 going <laughs> this on. This kangaroo is kicking Matt Hardy in the dick like three yeah. times. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, yeah," and they thank him after he gets kicked. <laughs> so apparently, Impact and uh, Broken Matt are involved in quite the exchange as of late, yeah. because uh, Matt Hardy is taking his broken brilliance uh, elsewhere, and Impact is threatening lawsuits to any company that airs a match featuring Broken Matt Hardy. Oh, you gonna you gonna sue uh, Ring of Honor? That's what they're apparently. That's that's the word they're saying. Well, we helped create the broken Matt Hardy character, so you know you're airing one of our characters on your show. That's- okay, here's the thing. I don't know the legal side of it. I don't know certain things. This is a speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. So Anthem had nothing to do with this before, no. or they were a side company, or they just came in to buy it automatically. They they weren't there before. Right. So, but it's the it doesn't matter. Brand. They acquired whatever the yeah, company. They, they, uh, they acquired the intellectual properties of fuck. Impact Wrestling, which, if Impact Wrestling claimed ownership of the Broken Matt Hardy character, a lot of people think that Anthem and that whoever that Jeff guy is that's with them, they're they're being pretty petty. Jarrett? No, I thought there was another <laughs> Jeff guy or some other I, guy. I, I have no idea. They, I was just trying to make a know. terrible joke. They're, they're being petty. That's what they feel like. And that's sure. what a lot of people are saying and stuff like that. Because just... Well, there's the side of saying, no, this is Matt Hardy's creation. And there are others who are saying, well, you know, Hardy and uh, all of them are owned by the Impact name. You know, it's one of those things. Dude, man, this is good stuff. I mean, bow? I haven't seen their latest Did stuff. Did they bow? It, uh, it like, bent. It, yeah. It, 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 it didn't bow. They tried to make it look like it bowed. Yeah. That's what, yeah. 
That's the best I could do. Yeah. They probably shot that poor fucking kangaroo all day to get that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here, here's where I fall on it is I think that anybody who's seen seen it realizes that it's largely, if not completely, Matt Hardy's cre- creation. Like he had all the say to do it that way. And they were in such a terrible fucking position that they were like, why the fuck not? Do what you want, bro. And like he made something basically out of nothing. But I think the reality of the situation is probably going to come down to how the the language of the contract is written, like where how much like control does he have of his own? You know, how, like Hogan had like the uh, like ownership of his own shit, where he like could write his own like creative and and mm. whatnot. Like he probably like Hogan Hogan owns his own name. Like he can go to like that's why he can be Hogan and TNA and still and why Cody couldn't be Cody. You know what I mean? Like. It probably comes down to that sort of stuff. If if it, there isn't some sort of like specific language that's going to protect him or not something that he can argue, unfortunately, they're probably going to win that. Even if it, I would agree that it sounds petty as shit because it is my belief that that is his cre- that is his creation. Yeah. You know what I mean, because honestly, I don't think TNA is bright enough to have created anything that they. Honestly, it's just like they caught lightning in like a bottle. Like there was, there's no way of knowing that could have worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like, no, there's no way of knowing that people would have like bought into that and like caught on with that. Because like if they strip them of those characters, that's gonna suck. Because I felt like that like helped them a lot. And you know, it's not only not only did they reinvent <laughs> their their own careers, but they gave TNA. As much publicity as they were able to, which wasn't yeah. much, but TNA didn't exactly do anything to capitalize off of it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's bad business to do that. I mean, they may technically <clears throat> be able to do it according to the law, depending on the language of the contract, but I, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I think it's kind of shitty. Yeah. I feel like TNA is starting off on the wrong... Damn it. Impact is starting on the wrong foot again. Yeah. With all her shit. And then also there was, um, I don't know if it was a tweet or where she posted it, that thing I sent y'all about Rebby, you know. Um, oh, yeah, more than likely Twitter. Stuff. They created a shirt that said, fuck that owl or fuck that bird or whatever. Owl. Yeah. Oh, it's in the credits, by the way, too. There's an owl. Like a real mm-hmm. owl. owl. Yeah, um, that's her mascot. But it's like, she's like, all the times, you know, we did all this stuff, you know, even when, you know. You know, Matt was down on stuff. He was, you know, wanting to help out and stuff like that. Even my father... Senior Benjamin, Rebby's father. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they're not like paying that dude. Yeah, anything. they didn't pay him anything. Of course they didn't. They couldn't afford to. They couldn't afford to pay their own talent. So you know, and all this shit. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. Just like I know they're not gonna let it go, but I really wish they let it go. Or I just want them to let them be successful. I think they also got like maybe it's a little bit of sour grapes because they didn't sign that contract too. It's like oh yeah, you they can't afford contract. them. They can't afford them. Yeah, the Hardys revitalized their career with this. And so they deserve to be able to profit off of that yeah, by get going the rewards off of yes, it. Yes, they 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 reinvigorated the career on by their own hands. That's not TNA's doing. I don't. No one can convince me that the broken Matt Hardy thing that was had anything to do with TNA other than they allowed them to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I I don't think you can point to another thing creatively that would that would make the argument that they could have created something like that. And so let them fucking have their revitalized career off their own fucking uh, creativeness and hard work. 
It would so make the company look better if they said congratulations and yes. we wish you nothing but the best. Yes. In fact, that's the most overact by a long shot that they had. And, you know, so the fan base that responds and is going to be loyal to the Hardys is going to get a bad taste in their mouth from the way the Hardys are saying, look what they're doing to us. They're going to turn that portion of their already small and diminishing fan base against them. Yep. Okay, well, so now we move on to, um, dude, I, I don't know certain people. I forgot who this girl is uh, who has, like, a, a white streak in her hair. Mm. She she fought uh, Paul Elring's uh, daughter. Uh, I forgot her name, but she made her debut. Hmm. And, like, oh, because JB was like, oh, you know who Paul Elring is? You know, he's he marriage the Road Warriors. You know, they brought that stuff up, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know who the Road Warriors are? You know, just... Dude. Well, see, I don't think it's wrong to give context to who a person is by other people. That, to me, that's a lot less petty than the Hogan, Cena, whatever stuff. I feel like they did that a lot, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's like she's literally Paul Ellering's daughter. daughter so, so, yeah, I guess You they know, are. it's there. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know who Paul Ellering is. He's the guy who did that. Well, this is his daughter. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just mm-hmm. you probably have a bad taste in your mouth because of all the Everything other else, yeah, yeah. So I think it makes sense to do it for his daughter. Uh, uh, Rachel. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Um. So then we go into um, Zeb Coulter. I mean Dutch Mantel. He's doing yes. the gimmick there, right? Basically. Yeah, he came out. He goes, "Hi, I like to introduce, or pretty much like I'm Zeb. Whoops, formerly known as Zeb Coulter oh, from God. WWE. He said it like that." And, um, but he goes, I am known as Dutch Mantel. What like, are they trying to do with the whole, oops, I actually almost said it. Like, I don't know. Anyways. Oh yeah. There's many it sounds times. lame and dumb. I mean, yeah. I didn't see the execution, but. There's many dumb. times where, you know, uh, JB and, uh, Josh went back and forth. He goes, you know, I learned so much, you know, from, uh, you know, where I was. And he goes, oh yeah, we all know that you came from WWE. Like, Dude. Just drop it, like Watch. so many times. Next week, Josh Matthews is going to be like, you know what, JB, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a nickname, and that's loser. And at the end of your name, you're going to be loser. So it'll be so your initials will be J B and L. Uh, um, so okay, so we go into Zeb Col- <laughs> Zeb Coulter, Dutch Mantel. Um, I guess he can't walk that good because he's on the. Little scooter, yeah. Still, he's he can't walk. Good. I get. I don't know. Like I heard he, I thought he was like air quote injured, and apparently it might be legit. I don't know. Uh, he has a sign on a scooter that says "Make Impact Great Again." Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So he's going through. Oh, they had a video package uh, of. Um, oh yes, I knew Doug needs to listen to this. I'll we'll tell him later on. Uh, they had a video, video package of, you know, what did he say? What did he do? I'm trying to remember. Oh, his goal is to, you know, like I said, make impact great again. He goes, he goes, he mentioned AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, um, just d- different people and stuff. And, you know, he goes, I talked to all those people and I talked to the fans. And you know what they said? You know, Forget we, about those guys. We lost, you know, we lost all, all of you and stuff. So my job is to you know listen to the crowd and get y'all to come back and stuff like that. Hmm. So he goes, 
that was pretty much that. And then he goes, you know what? He goes, this is when people knew me. Oh, no, no. One thing Oh, he said, too, that confused the hell out of me. He goes, this is my first time to be in the impact zone and stuff like that. And I was like, and then later on he mentioned, he goes, I used to work here about seven or eight years ago. I'm like, you just contradict yourself. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Well, maybe it was more of a behind-the-scenes kind of thing, and this is his first time being yeah, in the they public didn't say eye. Yeah, like that, too. Yo, Kick Machine gave me two coats. Woo! one? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, give me one. It's coming so home. I was telling him, so uh, did I, what did you hear as last thing? What did I hear about what? Uh, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter. Josh so, Mantel. It doesn't matter. Just talk, and I'll, okay. pick, I'll, pick, up, I'll pick up on what you're saying. So, if I have a question, I'll ask. Okay. Uh, Make impact great again. Yeah. So he said, "Oh, I'm Zeb Coulter. I oh, was uh, I was formerly Zeb Coulter in WWE. Um, Dutch Mantel, blah blah blah. So he says he works for Impact, but he's not like a boss or anything like that. But he's here to listen to the people and to give advice to the people in the company because." He mentioned all the people who used to work there. AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, um, Eric Young, Samoa Joe. And he goes, I-, I talked to those people. I knew those people. I talked to all the fans and stuff. You know, and all the people left and stuff. And you know what? You know, I'm trying to make Impact great again. I want all the people to come back. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. And at the end, it was hilarious. He goes, y'all may know this when I was Dutch Mantel and stuff, but please stand with me. Put your hands over your heart and say, and he goes, we, the people. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, God. It's hilarious to me that they don't fucking crib that from WWE, but are trying to sue Matt Hardy for taking his own shit and leaving. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. And then, they- I wonder, like, if WWE were to... Pay attention. I mean, like, I'm sure some of them are, are watching and keeping notes. But, like, if they wanted to, could they just go in there with, like, a team full of lawyers and be like, there's infringement, there's infringement, you're talking about this, you're showing this? I honestly don't know. I mean, we the people is a very common phrase. I don't think you can... Okay. I think you'd have to specifically Did copyright he, that in the terms of well, wrestling, which I don't. I mean, similar to when Kurt Angle jumped, uh, whenever he went over to TNA... Our impact, whatever it is, uh, you know, he had the "it's true, it's true," and then whenever he went over to it's impact, real. it's real. So, is there kind up. of a? But I mean, I'm sure the WWE had it. It's true, it's true. Copyrighted specifically to wrestle. We the people is trickier because that's like a like an actual. Yeah. Well, the way he was talking, he goes, "I used to say it when I was, you know, when I was, you know, Dutch Mantel back, you know, in WWE." He goes, "We the people." So, did he say that? When he was Dutch Mantel, like character younger, when he was younger, I don't think so. No, so he should have said when he was Zeb Coulter. If he's yeah. gonna keep on name dropping the same shit for WWE, so everyone said it to weed the people, and then he left and blah blah blah, like, blah blah okay. blah. Yeah, he said that too. So Says we get to the lot. main event: Bobby Lashley, Alberto El Patron. It's kind of a long match. It was, it, I don't know. Yeah, but it I mean, like right. the the way the people think, and that's like the in the Constitution and shit. I don't know if you could uh, copyright that in unless it's like specific, like, unless there was a direct correlation to using it in wrestling terms. I don't know how that should work watch it. Like, terms. okay, oh, Jack Swagger just left WWE. Oh, he comes to TNA. He's with uh, well, he did Dutch Mantel. But yeah, he's with Dutch Mantel. I mean, Zeb Coulter. Um, 
So then they get into the last segment, last match, all that stuff. It's all right, but like they're, you know, they're trying to portray El Patron as a face throughout the whole show. But at the end of the match, he did hillish stuff. They had to do two referees and stuff like that. And you got the, I don't know, man. He he just seemed like hillish in there. So I don't know. Like it doesn't surprise me if they like oh. They they kind of switch things around like Lashley's now become a face and El Patron is a hill even though I thought Lashley was a hill and Patron hmm. was the face. So well, yes. one thing we do know for certain is that EC3 was beat by Lashley like mm-hmm. two or three times. Oh, he came out too. He just he stood on the ramp and just viewed the match. EC3 mm-hmm. scouting. Yeah. So they didn't show this on the episode, but um, I saw it on YouTube where. El Patron was uh, playing stupid at the end because um, he goes backstage and Bruce Pritchard's like, man, you know that wasn't right, what you did. And all that stuff. Because I, I, I saw most of the match. I didn't see the ending. Um, but he goes, what are you talking about, man? There was He goes, you know that the second referee wasn't the regular referee that came in. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, man. He looks like the referee that, that was in the match. I won the title. I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. So they did that and... There we go. That's impact. Okay. Very detailed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It had to be detailed with all the all the stuff that went down. Cool. Uh so would you watch it again? Um I will probably watch it like I don't know if I'll keep on watching it. Because there's a lot of stuff that annoys me, but I want to give it another shot. Yeah. If they can get out of the phase and stop name dropping WWE, but I read that the, I thought they are trying to phase out Josh uh, Matthews hmm. or something like that. So I thought we were gonna get this this crappy feud between JB and uh, Josh them arguing until I guess they're gonna have oh so and so is on my team and we're gonna have this and this you know fight each other and stuff like that. No, Josh Matthews was on tough enough. He can handle his own. Oh, by the way, another thing that happened too. I just totally forgot. So whenever um, Bruce Pritchard was talking to Bobby Lashley, and uh, Bobby Lashley was like, "Man, well, he goes, man, uh, what did he say? How did he say? He said something about he goes, uh, you remember whenever like I uh, I defended the president right now or something like that? I I was his representative. What? Bobby Lashley. Whenever Trump had Lashley and McMahon. Oh and- yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So that was another WWE name name thing they oh, dropped Lord. to. Yeah. That seems really petty. Yeah. So that's all the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, let's go into Raw. (laughs) So much better, I guess, uh, when considering the two. Um, Heyman cut a promo. Raw is more like boring. (laughs) Yeah. More like boring and uneventful than like the shit show that's standing in. Yeah. It's Um, a different kind of bad. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, were there were there any kind of matches that that stood out? Because I'm I'm okay like skipping past some of them because there were all, almost there are a couple talking points about Raw. Almost all the matches were basically set up to like further angles. There weren't too many matches yeah. that were. There were two that ended in roll up, like two or three that ended in disqualification. Well, like the tag match was a DQ and it was just to set up a triple threat. Yeah. Um, the Joe and Owens match was. They went to here, right? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
It didn't go long either before when they got there. Yeah. Joe and uh, Owens versus Sami Zayn and, and Jericho ends in, dis- in disqualification. Right. Um, Bailey versus Nia Jackson's in, in disqualification. So that's three. Well, we're in that part of the year where all, almost everything they do is going to be heavily like angle-based and yeah. further the angle. Angle-based, and they're trying to play it a little safe just so they don't suffer any more injuries because Rusev uh, suffered an injury to his shoulder, so he's out, he's possibly out for Mania. Oh, he, had man. To, he had to have surgery. and uh, he, like already had it. he already did it? Yeah, he already did. But, yeah. What were you saying? He, it's not what? It's not like he was in an important angle. That's no. true. Dude's underutilized. Because what? He was he was fighting with gender, which didn't even actually really they didn't really set it off or whatever if they yeah. were going to have a feud. Well, that's because Rusev ended up getting hurt. But, um, oh, my God, dude, the backstage segment with, with Mick Foley and Jinder Mahal. Did you just know the, the veins? Oh, my God. it's Nobody's veins are It's like unnatural. That. He's yeah. so vain. <laughs> like, what is he, aside from steroids, what is he doing to make his veins pop out like that? Like, is he just like... Really dehydrated, or I mean, I don't, I don't know. It looks nasty. Man. He's trying to go full Super Saiyan. Lord have Vein, mercy. Veins creep me out, and he's got like a lot of them. Yeah, they just look like. Ugh. My goodness, push your veins back in. No joke. Um, so the big selling point of the night, Mick Foley has to fire someone. Stephanie has had enough, and saying, "Okay, I'll give you one more shot to to learn," and you have to fire somebody. So later that night, McFoley comes out and says, yeah, the person I want to fire is you, Stephanie. I want you gone. Well, unfortunately, he doesn't have the power. So, whatever. She- I mean, I, this would be a lot easier for me to take because I don't think the execution was that bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a little dumb that he thought he had the power or the say to I have fire the her. Power. Or maybe it's not that he actually thought he would. Maybe it's just him making his stand and yeah. like away. I'm not going to fire right. anyone. I would much rather see you gone. It would be a lot easier to take this because nothing was technically bad in this segment, like performance-wise, other than the fact that we know that we're not going to get any resolution to the situation because if this angle ended in, like, say, Rollins like defeating Triple H and then like they're gone from the show and we're not having to see Triple H and Stephanie like you know fuck with like people on the roster like every week mm-hmm. then this would be fine but we I know that there's no way that the resolution or the wrap up to this angle is going to lead to those leaving even if Rollins does or is going to be Triple H even if Foley was sticking around no matter what happens we're not going to get the resolution or the payoff to this angle that like like when you build an angle like this, it, the idea is that the, the bad guys are fucking with people who don't deserve it so much. The payoff is you stop the bad guys from fucking with the people, but mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. They're just going to they're going to fuck with different people, or they're going to like stay off TV for a few weeks and they're going to come back and fuck with more people. There is no satisfying like payoff to this angles, so it's hard for me to give this a pass like in any sure any way. So I mean, okay, the the thing I have, okay, so Rollins comes out. Carrying the crutch, drops it. Oh, I'm you know I'm okay I'm to fight. Uh, which actually there was a report that said he's okay to to do some light activity, mm-hmm. but not not enough. He's not cleared enough for a full fledged match. So you know at the at least at the moment there's still you know two and a half weeks to go before WrestleMania. 
So would they? Why? Why risk it, man? I mean, if there's no chance that yeah. he can hurt himself, just he for... just did. He didn't do much. He did like uh, a couple of kicks. Really. No, I'm just yeah. saying. No, well, if yeah. they think he's like, oh, if they're I mean, not sure I he's going to be ready, risk, I think that 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 company's smart. You mean? Do you mean why risk the risk him having a mania match, or why <laughs> risk it in the le- weeks leading up to the match? You mean? Do you mean why even have the match, or why uh, do this stuff building up to the match? Um, I think both, because if they he was trying to take out the knee or whatever on this last one, that's what Triple H did, right? He was trying. Yeah, to I mean, out. look, if we're being super cal, look, obviously the answer is like it's your health. Do what's in the best interest of your health. But if we're being callous and we're just looking at this strictly from uh, uh, what works as a like artistic endeavor type situation. I think they feel like they need to keep the card rounded out. So he is the if it doesn't make sense to slot someone else into the Triple H match other than him, hmm. because they've been building the Rollins Triple H thing. So yeah. everything else would feel like weird, and they feel like they need Triple H on the card. And Rollins, they think, is a guy. <coughs> I mean, Rollins isn't a guy who's going to move numbers, but he is of your active roster, one of the bigger names, and so it feels like. He doesn't feel out of place in the Triple H match. Plus, that's just the angle they've been building. If they feel like they need the match, then they're gonna see if get it on if they can. Do you think they would even consider? Uh, and this is just purely hypothetical. I haven't heard any type of rumors or anything like it. Do you think that they would put Mick Foley's career or GM tenure on the line as as sort of like an extra? Oh, you know, Rollins. If you didn't have enough to fight for already. Now you're fighting for Mick Foley as your general manager. I don't think it makes sense because Rollins has to win the match because that's the story they're telling, mm-hmm. and Foley is going to be on his way out. So if you add the stipulation that Rollins has to win to save Foley's job, but Rollins is the person who is supposed to win the match in the storyline, then that's like contradicting like outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is he supposed to win, though? Is he? I mean, that's the story. <laughs> the story you're telling is that, you know, Triple H fucked with him, and like mm-hmm. so, he get, Triple H gets his come up. It's because Triple H is the hill, and yeah. Rollins is the babyface. And he did debut that new shirt that says Kingslayer on it. Yes. <laughs> um, so if he has to win, then you can't put the stipulation that, or I mean, I mean, well, yeah, you need Foley. You got to write Foley out, so you can't put the guy who has to win to save his career. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I say like if they're going with this whole leg injury angle as well i mean it's an angle and it's also real um why not play into it and say you know what your leg blah blah i don't know i don't know we'll see well i suspect the thing well the, the injury is going to play in the angle because they've he targeted it in the beatdown yeah um beat down clan so be on the lookout for more stuff like that um it's sort of like that fully went down swinging yeah he gave it a shot he was not powerful enough, and uh, Triple H had been working out. He pulled out that uh, the sock, huh? The socko. Where did he pull it out from? His pants. Yeah. Where was the sock at? In his pants. Oh, In his crotch dick. area. Not necessarily. <laughs> you don't know that for sure. You never know. That would make it more gross, you know? It would certainly make it a little less appealing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Let's see. One of the other talking points, Dana Brooke and Charlotte officially separate from one another. Yeah, um, it really felt like 
they Long split time coming. off. <laughs> no, it fell out of nowhere. It felt like something they were doing for a while that they distanced themselves from, and then they just decided to do it out of nowhere. It felt awkward is what it felt like. It was yeah. one of those, look, we meant to do this like a couple months ago. Was it uh, awkward like the whole Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, like turning like, no, awkward? No, because that was a cohesive story that everyone knew they were telling. This yeah. was like, we started to tell the story, we forgot about it for a month and a half, Here's the finish. You're like, wait, wait, where's all the By the way, here's Dana's first match in God knows how long on Raw. Oh, she lost. Not just first match, but like when we even when have we seen her lately, you know? Yeah. Well, I know she was she was busy uh doing that uh Arnold fitness. Well, she was in uh her corner, was it last week? Yeah. But when was the last time she had like a match? But anyways, so she lost the match. Charlotte was like, Oh, you know, get away from me and Dana's like Screw it you. really felt like they were set up to split off for Dana and Charlotte to feud, and then they're going to go towards the Bailey uh, Sasha stuff. Yeah, it really like split up the pairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found it interesting that the crowd is chanting Dana. I don't think we've ever heard heard that before. So. Just because now she's the the face. Well, she she she's was like earth. fiery and aggressive, and she's yeah. like, "Hey, fuck this! I'm not taking your shit anymore." Yeah, that's good. You shouldn't take her shit. Enough is enough, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Uh, HBK makes a surprise appearance. HB Shizzle. No. Yeah, boy, do they ever trot this man out there every year about Mania time. They're like, well, we got to get Triple H. I mean, we got to get HBK out there to fucking say some shit about WrestleMania. Got to yeah. keep that legend contract going. Yeah, yeah. Check out my hunting show. Make, make that appearance. Uh, so, yeah, Roman called out The Undertaker. HBK came out instead. Uh, they had an exchanging of words. And then uh, Braun attacked, so that's going to set up a match for uh, for next week on Raw. That little role, the role that um, Roman took off of Braun Ronington was <coughs> pretty like <laughs> it looked pretty, pretty nasty, pretty reckless little role because he fell off of the main like ramp into the side thing between yeah. the uh, right on the lighting fixtures yeah. and all that. It's like ah, that's probably a little rougher than he intended to take. Yeah, <laughs> I think he uh, I think he ran out of real estate sooner than he expected. Yeah. I was like, that's not where the end was. Um, let's see. We saw a, a New Day segment with the Big Show and Titus O'Neil, and that ended up going into a match. Big Show was was pissed off. Uh, and he seemed really – he seemed more pissed off than normal, I think, because they announced that he's going to be entering the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which essentially has killed any chance of him facing Shaquille O'Neal. Fine with that. Yeah, I'm okay. Like, you know, if, if they decide to bring him – and put him in the <clears throat> Memorial Battle Royal. That's what they thing. did last year, though. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really it for for Raw. I mean, everything else was just story driven, trying to advance. Um, Gallows and Anderson called McFoley a nerd. Um, and he said, "Well, now you've got four opponents instead of two. I'm I'm pumped for Austin Aries stuff. Yeah. To be honest, um, with you. Aries ended up defeating Arya Davari. And then uh, set up for the 205 Fatal Five Way, which he won. So it will be Austin Aries versus Neville at WrestleMania for the like, cruiserweight title. I know it's been this like, you know, like indie guys coming into WWE and stuff like that. It's been happening for you know a few years now. They'll name drop, say certain things like that. But it's still, I still get pumped for certain things like. Okay, Austin Aries had to deal with the injury. Mm-hmm. He came back, 
that I think it's cool as hell. He's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, because that's his first It'll WrestleMania first mania, to, to yeah. wrestle in. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Just little things like that, you know, you know, fresh new matchups. You know, uh, stars. I don't think that would make it into WWE. He's on the main roster and stuff like that. But certain people you get used to. Like right now, I'm, I'm used to Kevin Owens and stuff like that on the roster. Um, Austin Aries. Ah uh, man, he's on Getting Raw. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's cool. You know, like that. So I don't know. Samoa I'm Joe, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles over on SmackDown. It, it from from uh, every now and then I'll be like, so freaking weird to see him <laughs> on the main roster. AJ, I mean, I'm getting used to AJ, mm-hmm. and now I'm Samoa Joe. I'm trying to get used to him. Samoa Joe for me, I, like <clears throat> I didn't get to watch that much Impact Wrestling, so he's fitting in very well uh, in my eyes. Same with AJ Styles. Like he came in and it, it looked like he didn't. You know, he wasn't a, a, a misplaced character. So, I think they're doing... What, were you, you think that they were going to be a misplaced character? Well, you never know. Like, because... I mean, Well, the how things have been going lately with all the new, like, attitudes and everything's been changing. Yeah. Everyone who's been coming in has been doing good. For the most part, yeah. Uh, it's, it's I mean, you're, there's always that concern that you're bringing in an outsider, so to speak. Someone who's not. Oh, then they'll they'll say know. that on air too. Like AJ, they did that with AJ, and yeah. they did that with like certain people. Like, oh, you won championships everywhere, but you haven't won here, and blah 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 stuff like that. <laughs> Give them some time to get past that crap, and then, hey, this is your place. You know, you're part of us. You know. Yeah. So, and I mean, heck, just look at the the year that AJ Styles had from last year. It was awesome, phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. So hopefully. It'll improve. Um, but speaking of AJ Styles, that was definitely the uh, the main talking point for SmackDown. Came out, cut a really solid promo, really good. I like how they're sort of trying to ease like crazy conspiracy theorist AJ Styles into like part of his character. Yeah, I mean they've done they've done a great job because they started it all started with Brian like exposing him as a flat earther on talking smack <laughs> and then that's like he actually said like conspiracy theory on smackdown when he was talking about them like <laughs> um that's just so wild to me and and Styles brought up a lot of good points in his promo saying you know I lost I lost the title to uh to Cena at Rumble. I'm a man. I'll I'll admit that it did happen. But he didn't earn that spot. He asked for it and he was given it. I asked for my rematch, which I never got. I was thrown into a battle royal, which I won. I, you know, was did I still get a rematch? No, I was tossed into the elimination chamber. So, you know, it's bringing up good points as to why he feels that it is a conspiracy. So, he's at least backing up his points and uh you know, he was looking for Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon wasn't there yet, so he's waiting in the uh, parking garage. Well, that cracked me up because... I can't believe you guys are underselling this to me. Like, I can't believe you guys don't think it's, like, more hilarious than you do that he's actually, like, a conspiracy theorist guy and that Brian exposed him on it, like, nonchalantly, and then now they're, like, working it into his character. <laughs> to me, that's, like, wild. When they do that, the thing about the flat earth or whatever... On Talking Smack, something Brian offhandedly, nonchalantly said, "Yet this coming from like a guy who thinks like the Earth is flat or something." And they like, they <laughs> I didn't kinda, see that. They, yeah, on Talking Smack, Brian exposed AJ Styles as a flat earther, which are people who think that the world is flat. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, may, some people may not. 
I mean, I, you guys get it, but some people mm-hmm. listening may not. Um, people think there is like a conspiracy that the world is actually flat, and like they don't want you. They don't want you to know that whoever the Illuminati or whatever. They. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. It's just weird that he sort of like exposed him as like a weirdo, and then like they're like making him say like conspiracy theory and stuff in his promos. I just think it's funny. I don't like know. maybe next week I, we'll see a uh, a backstage segment with him if hiding. they if they bring him back, and he's going to be like having a a bulletin board, a push pin board with like. The strings connecting pictures and all that. He got a title picture. He got a championship shot. What cracked me up was whenever they meet him in the parking lot. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, wait. It's like, oh, I'm just waiting for him. Then he like bends down. Like he like just walking <laughs> all weird. Like, what the hell is he doing? I know you're trying. He to was sneak. crouching. That was a weird. Look he was at, hiding. Like, also, that was car. a weird little garage. Like, it, it yeah. Was like, usually, when they do the back stuff, the stage stuff of the back parking lot stuff, it's like that huge like. Uh, like the huge lot with all the cars. Yeah, in yeah. this was there's, like a one car garage. Or something. Yeah, there was two cars in there, and then Shane gets out, waves to the guy in the car, like you can't back out because the garage door's yeah, down. The what the, down. what the hell are you waving for? Going? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. I want to go back and rewatch that because I want to say that I heard the garage door or whatever opening, but I didn't see it opening. So I'm thinking the car was already in there. They turned the lights on, drove the vehicle up. 10 feet stopped and he got out probably so because i don't i don't recall seeing that because i was like oh also know. what cracked me up too is um okay because they talked about like after that event happened they talked about many times and for one of the times they showed it they showed the cam that's in the car that's yeah for for those who didn't watch um aj styles attacked shane mcmahon oh sorry um beat him up Threw his head into the uh, the side window of a of fake, a vehicle. Uh, the, the the fake window. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was fake, but that part was fine. I had no issues with that. Mm-hmm. I thought it heightened the story. It did a, it did a solid job. He had a cut on his head. The doctors were looking at. Then they showed More the replay. Realistic blood splatter, even yeah. like the pattern of the blood seemed realistic. For yeah. Me. Okay, so what was that? How did he get that? Did he really well, he himself? threw his head into the, 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 he broke the window or whatever. Yeah. When he threw him into it. So that really did cut him. When you're done, I got the transcript. I'll read to you guys. Okay. <laughs> nice. And so, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. It was, it was very well shot, you know, for the most part. Uh, it was, it was fine. Like Tyler alluded to, <laughs> they came back, you know, 10 minutes later and they're talking about it and they show the replay where his head goes through the windshield or not, sorry, the, not the windshield, the side window, and all of a sudden, we're getting GoPro inside the car. So from there, <laughs> like, I'm I'm all for suspending disbelief. and and that. just And just going with the flow, okay, it's a little hokey, but I'll buy into it. That's a little too far of a stretch for me. You're, well, the, one, you're the guy who has problems with camera angles and I, shit. You know, yeah, you do. So the, you, the, I am. There's a history of this talking point on <laughs> the show that you're yes. like, why the fuck would there be a camera here? And I'm like, yo, it's just like, you don't say that in a movie. You just got to go with it. You have to go with it, but they could have left that hey, that angle Daniel, out and it Daniel, would have been just, just calm fine. Down. One of the employees left their GoPro on no, in the vehicle. No, they called it. They called it. It's no, good. It's good. 
No. Hey, I'm not saying we can't have this discussion again. I'm just saying, like, hey, listeners, long-time listeners... <laughs> long-time listeners know us, where I'm coming have from. ...have heard us have this... Ex- you and I have this exact Wade conversation Barrett about and Seamus in the elevator, or I think it was Orton. One of, it was Wade Barrett in an elevator. There's no way that that camera is HD with sound. I'm sorry. It's not. The new, new cameras, yes. No. So... <laughs> A venue of that of that size would not have the budget for that kind of. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. We didn't need to see that angle. Pulling on that's all strings. I'm saying. I don't have a problem. I do. All right. Well, I mean, that's where we're. where, we're, that's where, where my problem with this segment is. Had they not shown that, I, I think would it's have had weird. no issues with this. I think it's weird, but I'm not at your point. But it is weird. <clears throat> It's unnecessary. It's, it was an unnecessary. It was an unnecessary angle for the camera. Angle of the dangle doesn't bother me. It's too much of a stretch for me. Pulling on your heart. Did not like that. It's pulling on your emotions, man. Yeah. You guys want me to read this transcript? Yes, yeah, read please it. Please do. Yeah, get them out. All right, this state. is from uh, I don't know three, four, five, six weeks ago. Several weeks back. back. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and this is coming after like. Styles said something about Brian making bad decisions, and then this, and then Brian said, "Okay, this is Brian." He says, "Hey AJ, <coughs> do you want to talk about how you think the Earth is flat?" <laughs> and then Styles, this is AJ. You want to talk about how your feet are flat, Brian? They are flat, but like he legitimately thinks the Earth is flat. <laughs> Styles, I do not think the world is flat. I'm just saying there is some stuff about it. That's all. <laughs> Brian, he's a flat earther. <laughs> Styles, I'm not a flatter Brian, but he wants to say, but he wants to say that I think slowly. Styles, okay, Brian, the Earth is a sphere. Styles, okay, and this is Renee. Axis, it runs on an axis. Styles, okay, good. I'm not a flat earther. I'm just saying there's some things about it that make sense. I don't think you can handle it. That's pretty much it. Wow. Oh, AJ, no, just no. <laughs> That's Renee. Oh, AJ, no. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to try to go back and, well, maybe, no, you can only find that on uh, the network. network. You might you be able to find it on They sometimes will post it on their WWE channel. Um, this is full on, like, Brian not giving a fuck. He's just like, I'm going to expose <laughs> this, man. Like, I love that about Brian. He's like, come on, fire me. I'm ready to go wrestle somewhere else. Pretty much. Um. <clears throat> Another good talking point, Ms. TV. Um, what do you think about Maurice's promo or whatever it is you want to call uh, it? It was a little jumbled for me, and I. Um, it's not her strong suit, but. No, I think she's. I. I buy into what she says because I feel like there is some emotion behind it, but I think like I think she got lost and Ms. tried to lead her through it. Mm-hmm. I got and, that feeling as well. Yeah. I think Miz was trying to help guide and her. And that's why I say, okay, she didn't make her points very clear. Yeah. And, uh, she got lost, I think, and Miz was like, hey, try to get her back on track, and that's where I think there were confusion. I think she speaks well. She does, she has a heavy accent, but I think that adds to her character or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, she is a believable talker to me. She just got lost, and she modeled up her points. Yeah. Um. Then Cena and Nikki came out and they fired back. Yeah, they them as like an exposed couple is so fucking the weird. Like the way like he's like, "Are you ready to do this?" And she's like, "Yes, we got this." And they like run down together like they're gonna kick some ass. And then Miz and Race Bell, and then like 
once Brian comes out and makes the match, she like jumps into Cena's arms. And they start like, like making like, out. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird, right? Like couples and the don't part act where, like that. Yeah, and the part where Nikki like couples that act like that are the couples that like no, are in deep trouble, but they need to make everyone <laughs> <laughs> but they need to make everyone think that their relationship is strong. Hey, you know babe, what I mean? kiss me. Yeah. Um, the part where Nikki straight up just cuts Cena off is like, no, I'm talking. I got the mic now. And Cena's like, shit, okay. And the way he, like, like gives the exclamation point whenever she says stuff, I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just so weird. It was, like, so unnatural. It's like they're so so unnatural of a couple that they don't know how to, they don't know what normal is. You know what I mean? Because they've never done that on on air. You know what they need to do? It was Wouldn't overplayed. it be weird if... You know how you, like... Ms. and Maurice are obviously also a real couple, but you know how whenever they're on screen together, it's like, oh, they just act like normally. It feels yeah. like they're a real yeah. couple. Whenever I see Cena and Nikki, I'm like... They crank it all the way what up. What would you want? Like, would you rather this or in the universe of Total Divas when Cena's trying to be a, the teacher to Nikki? You remember how he's like, well, okay, Nikki. Daddy Those Cena are, seems yeah. like more authentic yeah that seems like more authentically <laughs> how their <laughs> how their relationship that. really works that i mean come on nikki well you know this come on you know i'm not it mad. doesn't seem like a healthy relationship in that sense but it seems like more authentic to how their yeah. relationship actually is you this can't is like, do this in my house you signed a contract them on screen together is like we are a really insecure couple and we need to, <laughs> we need everyone to know how good of a couple we are because we actually we are in real fucking trouble as a couple, you know. <laughs> John, kiss me. Come on, you know that couple that's like, look how fucking good we're on. <laughs> we're so on right now, you know. And they're like, we're those so those are the people that are fucking in trouble because they're really insecure about their relationship. So, hypothetical <laughs> question: Do you think that this whole storyline ends up with uh, with John Cena proposing to Nikki at WrestleMania? I would love it if that happened, actually. Because I know we've mentioned it in the past, but like the, the more they is, talk about it and the more like clips that I see with John Cena, like, oh, she's the love of my life. Like, well, she's the love of your life. Why aren't you, you know, I don't know. Well, some people just don't believe in marriage. Sure. I mean, sure. I don't, I don't have a, pro- I don't have a problem. Like I'm not married. I'm pr- rapidly approaching middle age. Um, but some people just don't believe in it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's a problem in not getting married. I think like societally we, can move past marriage. I mean, like a lot of what marriage is, is like based on like, like financial breaks as like living as a team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like taxes and shit. So I don't, I, I completely fine and think it's a completely valid way to live your life to not be married. Even if you do (laughs) view someone as your soulmate or the love of your life, I think it's a completely valid way to live your life to not marry them. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm very like, <clears throat> I'm very like non-binary and like, like the older I get, the more like I see like it's just like yeah, people just do their shit. Like it's yeah, life is weird. This world is fucking weird. There is a fucking whole like plethora of ways to live your fucking life that is not what's been like told you to you how you have to live your life when you were little it's, yeah it's fine do you your know. thing yeah it's yeah. good it's all good you do you and i think was it john cena was is probably iffy because of his last divorce 
You know? Sure. Who knows? We want but, uh, We want prenup. <laughs> let's see. What are the things to talk about? Randy Orton and uh, Bray Wyatt exchanged words. Yeah. And, uh, that was strange. Wyatt rubbed I Ash missed this all part. over <clears throat> I missed this part. He rubbed ashes all over himself. Sister Abigail's ashes, he rubbed them all over himself. Yeah. Infused himself with the power. He said that she was actually like the... I thought she was buried. She she is a metaphorical. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear now that he said something to her about being like the spawn of Satan. She's not dead. Yeah. You only think her spirit is gone. Well, he said something almost like she's like the... Like daughter of Satan or something like... Something that made her sound like a metaphorical her and not an actual person that died. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Here's here's one of the reviews on uh, Wrestling News Source. Wyatt said he was helpless, naked, stripped of all his power. Wyatt said that Sister Abigail is the spawn of Satan and was forged in hell itself. That's Wh- what I meant. Wyatt said that Abigail still beats in the hearts of all of her apostles and that he's the all-knowing, all-powerful, and it's his duty to purge all of the infidels in this life. He then would go on to say that he would start with Orton and said that uh, Abigail lives through him now internally and that he is born again, claiming to be baptized himself, that he baptized himself, and he grabbed some dirt that was on the ground, put it on his body, grabbed more dirt, put it on his head, saying, follow the buzzards. So, yeah. There you go. Um, let's see. The only other talking point really for, for SmackDown was Shane McMahon. Uh, Let me just say this. That Mojo Raleigh Dolph Ziggler match. Man, that was a Mojo Raleigh Dolph Ziggler match. <laughs> <laughs> it sure was, Doug. It sure was. Ending in a count out of all things. Mojo won. That's right. Mojo has a victory over Dolph Ziggler. It is in the record books. Get hyped. Um, I guess so. During the main event, which was the Usos and American Alpha, American Alpha, American, um, they cut to Shane McMahon going. Uh, I guess they figured while we're getting close to the the top of the hour, we need to we need to wrap this story up with a little bow. Wrap it up, Pete. Uh, so they interjected the video feed um, of the main event with Shane McMahon being talked to by Road Dog and. Uh, Jamie Noble, they said, hey, let's get you to the hospital. Let's get you taken care of. And uh, he turned around, headed to the ring. As soon as the match was over, he grabbed the microphone, said, if AJ Styles wants an opponent at WrestleMania, he's got one. It's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. But they just fired AJ. Yeah. He doesn't work here anymore. Daniel Bryan fired him, but Shane McMahon has the power to, to hire him hire him back. Which is funny because they moved AJ Styles to you the saw it? alumni uh, section of WWE.com. I see what you did there. Ha ha. Won't wink, be there for wink. too long. So yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, hot- this is random, but um, you know what they're doing with Emma? They're bringing her back. They're bringing as her back Emma. As yeah, I know that, but she hasn't been back after. I mean, there was Emma. a video package on Raw. Yeah. Oh, I guess I missed that one too. And then Corey Graves is like, "Are we really doing this again?" <laughs> and Byron was like, "Yeah, of course." So. Was it the bubbly Emma, or was it like the going back heel. to the heel okay. Emma? Oh, with the sunglasses. Something that I thought was awesome that we didn't, because we sort of uh, we we didn't really speak on is Jericho. What's the new guy on Ross? 
backstage interviewer name. Oh, he called, oh, he yeah. called him Tom Phillips. Yes. <laughs> and the guy was like, I'm not Tom Phillips. He's like, I know your fucking name, Tom Phillips. I've been I've been talking to you all summer. You know how he's been doing the Felipe and this and that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, fuck, he called him Tom Phillips. <laughs> not only that, he put him on the list. Yes. But it's awesome because he put Tom Phillips on the list. <laughs> It's got to be a, like a rib for like the fucking sexting thing or whatever. Probably. Yeah. It was pretty funny, though. Um, final bit of Hot Topic news. Uh, Lucha Underground, as we mentioned last week, it is now available on Netflix. <laughs> so get your season one and season two fix on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, some binge watching happening this week. Oh, butts. That's right. So uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. So if you have any questions for us, make sure to leave them on our uh, YouTube channel, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com or WrestlingNewsSource.com on yeah, Facebook. Give us your opinion about Impact. Yeah, give us your opinions as well, and uh, we'll read some of them out during the show. And subscribe to our show on <laughs> iTunes if you haven't already by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod. Player.fm and Satchel, just uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't even talk. Uh, One for the road. Start yeah. wrestling this podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel and Tyler's at Tyler underscore Also, yeah. get Breath of the Wild and play that shit. You really should. Like, I, it really is a great game and you really should. If you have the means to play, you really should. I'm working on it. I mean, in general, you know, like people, everyone listening. Yes. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler. A bear. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Philip.